Hi, guys. Uh, welcome to Psyched Combos on Psychology, Relationships, and Personal Growth. I'm Nicole. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to be talking to you guys about grief. So do you want to kind of explain what this is um, and the role that it plays in our lives? Um, yeah, so grief is, you know, a lot of times people think grief is based on uh, because of a passing of somebody a person. Um, but grief, actually, we experience grief from many things, um, such as loss from a particular role that we played in, in our lives that's gone now, um, maybe loss of a relationship, loss of a job, uh, can even be going from uh, college to working in you know, in the world, um, losing, you know, that you were a student and now you're, you know, in the big wide world, real adult, (laughs) right? Um, Well, it sounds like, um, life transitions. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Any life transition. Cause that's Mm -hmm. to move into one, another stage of life. Obviously something has to change and which means something has to be lost, even though you might be gaining a lot more. Right. Like divorce is a very good, um, another example of a, a loss. <clears throat> right, right. Loss so. of relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. So um, I know that it's kind of become known or popular. I'm not sure exactly when she came up with this, but um, you mentioned that the Elizabeth Gubler Ross came up with the five stages of grief. Um, so if you want to talk a little bit more about those. Yeah. So she, um, discovered that people typically go through five stages. Um, She said that they usually go in order of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, And then, but since then, there's been a lot more studies and they have come to learn that people, although they go through these stages, don't necessarily go through them in this particular order. Uh, they also don't, they can have many other emotions as well. And they may not have all of these emotions. So, uh, so, and so it's not, it's not a linear process going from A to Z uh, through the grief process. Well, and it seems Uh, like people a lot of times can move to one and then go back to the other and keep going back to certain ones. And it's not like once you finish through one stage, you go on to the next Right, right. It can be back and forth and back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to be like, even if you experience it at one time that you, that it's gone, it you can go back to that same emotion again. So yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what happens if you can't get over this grief, and you still are stuck in these different stages, and aren't able to actually get past it? Um, So basically, you know, if people, I think people don't get through the grief process if they don't actually work to get through it. And so they probably would start tending to withdraw and isolate themselves and continually have this feeling of a chronic loneliness, um, not feeling part of the world, you know, not being mm-hmm. able to relate to anybody. Right. Um, so, cause they're yeah, so, so that fixated on this loss that they had. Right, exactly, exactly. And obviously, if they didn't properly grieve it, then it's still going to be something that's probably more on the forefront of their mind and um, 
you know, taking over their majority of their thoughts and emotions still. Right. And not letting them being able to connect to new experiences, new things, because they're always going to be kind of, I think, looking back on that other experience. Right. And a lot of times I think um, grief sometimes can look very similar to depression, but I know, um, what do you think the difference is? Yeah. Depression is definitely more of a, I think it's a more of a constant Um, grief is more of uh, it usually lessens it'll lessen over time. And so depression, as we know, it's can be very chronic and people don't really just get over that over time. It's something that has to be worked on more, but grief um, will go away. And it also doesn't uh, impact your self-worth the same way that depression does. So grief really isn't about you and how you feel about yourself. It's grieving this loss. It's going, getting through this, getting over this loss. Whereas depression is really more of an impact on your inner self-esteem and like how you feel about yourself. And, and that's like that out, that inward feeling is how you project to the world. And that's what turns into the depression is because you don't feel good about yourself on the inside. Right. I think that's the, that's one of the biggest differences, the the Mm self-worth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously depression really, I guess, I think maybe you can disagree with this, but um, depression isn't caused by necessarily a specific event or loss. Like sometimes it can be triggered by an event, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, but grief is always triggered, I would assume, right, by by something, by a loss. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that would be the actual description of, of grief is it's, it's because of a loss, whereas depression, you're right. I think it can start as grief and then uh, turn into or ex- exacerbate depression that you already have, let's say, well, like we but said, it definitely isn't. If you can't fix it or get over it, then it'll turn into right. depression. Or if you have depression and then you experience a loss, it can grief can impact it and it can, can, you know, make it even uh, a deeper depression, right, let's say. Right. That makes you sense. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. know that if there are a few other, like there's, I think a lot of people have some confusion around grief and people don't really know necessarily how to handle it all the time. And people think of it and it's maybe not, um, since it, it, I think it's a topic that doesn't really be get discussed, um, that much and people kind of try tend to avoid it. Um, but I know one of the common things that people tend to get wrong with grief is that there are time for grieving. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, Oh, you have X amount of time to get over this sort of loss, like a breakup or the death of someone like people. I think sometimes I think get shocked sometimes by how fast some people get over things and sometimes are, kind of like, wow, like, I can't believe they still are thinking about this or haven't gotten over this yet. So, right. Do you have anything? People definitely. Yeah. yeah, People, I think definitely, especially when they're, you know, looking from the outside, uh, outside in, you know, they might have an idea that, oh, this person should, should be over this by now, or, you know, it really shouldn't take that long, or they shouldn't let it affect this or whatever. And, um, really there is no time frame. Right. Um, there's, you know, everybody has a different time frame. Um, I think, you know, again, if, if it starts to, you know, understanding that 
where the line of grief ends and possibly depression starts. And where it becomes more unhealthy too. Right, right. So that's right. But for the most part, I, I think, you know, there really is no, in fact, if we try to put a timeline on it, that may actually extend it because people then feel, feel like they should be over it well, and they're pressured and then they're, they're feeling bad about themselves that they're not over it. Right. And so that may increase the length of time that they're <laughs> going through the grief process. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, I think a lot of people kind of get, get it confused that it's an emotion but I think as we kind of touched mm-hmm. on earlier, it's not just one emotion. It really is kind of, it changes its form all the time, mm-hmm. I guess, in whichever stage you're kind of moving through. So you can feel angry, you can feel sad, you can even sometimes feel happiness um, when you're in the grieving process as well. So it's not really just only one emotion. I think too, sometimes maybe even relief, you know, yeah. depending on if um the situation you know right exactly so maybe maybe they were in a really tough job I was about to say (laughs) you're like happy you got fired (laughs) finally it's a it's a loss but you kind of feel like well you know I don't have to do that anymore who you know so I think permission to move on right yeah right so so sometimes yeah so there's a whole slew of emotions that I think can happen. And, um, again, need, none of them are wrong or right. They just are what they are. Right. And this so. kind of actually brings up my next point is that grief. Um, I think a lot of people think grief when they hear it, they think of it only as a, a negative thing. Whereas sometimes mm-hmm. obviously, as we know it, just as we kind of just touched on, it can end up being very positive. So like you said, like the loss, if you get, let's say fired from a job, but you actually really didn't even, like that job necessarily. And maybe it was like that push you needed to do something, do what you actually want to do or go after what you actually want to go after. So I don't think grief should, is always, even though people see it more that way. Well, sometimes I guess grief, you know, it's, it's what we need to go through in order to get to that, to that other side. And so the, the grief itself is not, bad it's the process it's the process that's needed to heal or to um for self-growth you know so yeah if you do if it is through a job uh maybe a loss of a relationship you learn from it and you can um you know, it can help uh, develop your self-growth because you go through it. So it isn't necessarily a bad, it's not a bad thing, right, really. Right. Uh, uh, going back to the, the timing part of things that we were talking about. Um, so obviously we know that timing kind of is different for everyone. And whenever people uh, go through grief, they have their own timeline and no, no, no one's right or wrong and everyone goes through their own process. So going off of that, it seems like then people will also... Uh, the way that they grieve will look very differently as well. And so maybe some people, like I said, again, like, oh, they just went through a breakup. So you expect them to act a certain way or like look very this way, like, oh, they should be sad or something. But even, but then you see them and you're like, oh, this person actually doesn't look that bad. Um, And so we kind of judge them again or something that like, as we know that it's doesn't really look the same on everyone and grief is very personal. Right. 
and can be shown in very many right. different ways. Right. And especially if it's um, to people that let's say the person who's grieving is not comfortable with, or, you know, they're, you know, they may show a very different um, way of grieving and it might not look like grieving at all, but um, in actuality, they really are. So they may seem very happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, like they say with comedians, that laughter is hiding, you know, how they truly are feeling underneath. Oh, yeah. So you know, we can't uh, make a judgment that way that everybody should look a certain way if they're grieving. Right. No, I've heard that a lot. And, you know, and also, too, like if, you know, sometimes there's different. So if somebody had has a loss of a, a person in their life uh, due to maybe a prolonged illness, you know, such as cancer, yeah. they uh, typically are going through the grieving process before the person actually passes. Yeah, right. Uh, because they know that it's going to happen. And so then by the time that that person passes, you've already gone through they've it. They've gone through a lot of their um, emotions of it. the emotion. Mm-hmm. I think people might think, you know, if, if they're at the funeral or whatever, and that person's not crying or, you know, showing sadness that, you know, that's odd. But what what's really happened is that person has already been through quite a bit of the grieving process. So at the funeral, they're not really, they're not at that point yeah. anymore. They're more almost acceptance, mm-hmm. you know, of at, by that. That makes so, sense. Yeah. And especially yeah. like, I think with relationships too, it's like, I think a lot people it's not like you just like decide one day oh I'm unhappy I'm getting divorced and like that's it it's always usually I feel like takes like months or years of going through that process and like kind of coming to that conclusion and pretty much I feel like grieving in the relationship before you actually do the actual breaking up part of it and that that sort of depends too on if if the other side is unaware <laughs> that the one side is, you know, not happy and, and, you know, yeah, then that might be a big shock. So the one that's deciding to divorce, you know, may be fine, but the other one is still starting the process, <laughs> right, didn't which know, is, yeah. which is tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, ideally you would like to think that both would be moving along at the same pace and kind of understanding that, you know, neither are happy, but that's not always the case, you right. know, especially if there's like a, Again, an affair or something, and the one wasn't aware, but the other one was like, "No, I'm ready to leave. That's why I'm having an, you know, so having an affair or whatever." So they may be way, way further down the line, yeah. in that process, right? Do you think you always need uh, the support of other people in our lives during the grieving process or during times of grief? Because I feel like a lot of what we were saying is it it's just like a time thing or, and everyone grieves their own way. Like, is it necessary to have always people around or like someone to help you and support you through it? Well, it's, I think it's, you know, it probably depends on who you have around you to, mm-hmm. if they're types of people that are going to understand how to be supportive. I mean, uh, certainly, you know, there's ways to process through your grief if you don't have anyone to go to, but definitely having support can facilitate the process uh, to have it go quicker. Uh, Otherwise, I think it's, you know, it's more just on the person themselves, which it's harder to kind of really 
you need some some place to bounce off how you're feeling, which would be exactly. And that's more easily done when you have other people that you can do that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I feel like if you can't even talk to someone about it and you're kind of alone in it and not wonder and wondering, you're kind of stuck wondering like, oh, is this feeling normal? Is this natural? Um, but yeah, like you said, if there's someone else there right. to be able to help you uh, validate that feeling and make like that would definitely obviously help move the process along, maybe not as great, but in a healthier way. Right. And I think that's why, you know, I um, say it needs to be the right kind of support. And I think a lot of people, you know, they want to be supportive, but in actuality, it actually makes things worse because they're not really clear on what it is that the person needs well, in how, terms of support. So would you say, do you think everyone needs the same things from what, dur- during grief? Or do you think people like kind of require, like, you know, it kind of feels like maybe people don't know what to say because they don't know how certain people are going to react to it. Like someone you might say something to and they might really appreciate it in that time, but other t- people maybe are like, that's not what they want to hear at that time. So is there like a way to kind of help people if it seems like maybe uh, everyone deals with it differently and maybe reacts differently to certain things that you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I think most of the time, a lot of times people want to help that person, like just get that person to feel happier. Uh, So they might say, so for example, in a funeral let's say they might say oh uh he's he's better off now you know to help that person feel you know accept it better and but if somebody's really upset about the passing of someone that can feel very um insensitive yes exactly perfect word yeah very insensitive Mm -hmm. because how can say that, you know, here you are missing this person so much. And they're just saying, well, well, they're better off. So, you know, people mean well, but they don't quite, a lot of times what it comes down to is people are uncomfortable with other people when they're down, when they're in the grief. And because it's very hard to witness that because it's, it's a painful thing to see. And if, and um, so it's very uncomfortable yeah. for the person to watch. And so what they, what they tend to do is try to fix it for that other person. They try to say, you know, oh, cheer up. It, you know, you'll, you'll, it'll get better soon. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, but what is more supportive is truly being a good listener mm-hmm. um, and not, and and validating the emotion that the person is going through. So not telling the person, oh, cheer up, or it's not that bad, or whatever. That's totally denying or minimizing what that uh, person who's grieving is feeling, which what's most important is that grieving person needs to feel heard. They need to know that someone's there with them in that moment of that Mm -hmm. emotion. And that's why it's so hard, because we if you listen to a person, that means you have to be with them in that well, emotion sounds- experience that to a, to a level. And that's a very different right. thing. Well, it sounds like you, know, you for people. you're explaining empathy. Cause I think a lot of people either take the route of 
sympathy, yes. which is, you know, feeling bad for someone, pity, like almost like in a pity way um, and not really right. like, kind of looking down, like you've said before, like looking down um, as if like, oh, like poor you or people, I guess, take the route of like trying right. to fix the problem, which is the person's sadness over this loss. And, you know, instead of validating like them feeling this way, they're saying, oh, do- cheer up, like, we'll fix it. Like, you'll get through, you know, like, not really acknowledging the problem, kind of almost right. like brushing it off of it. Maybe not really, um, like, important. Um, so it seems like right. the best route to go. And like, this isn't necessarily, it's like, we're not giving you something specific to say to someone that's going to be like the fix all be all end all of like how to talk to someone who's lost something right it's really like you said just listening to someone validating whatever it is that they're feeling no matter what that feeling is and then having empathy for that person and giving them that space that they need to grieve and just knowing that you're there whatever they're feeling whatever they're going through like you're there with them and like you are like experiencing it that with them as well yeah, the grieving person often feels very alone, uh, as if nobody else can understand where they're at. They don't. They feel very disconnected from other people who haven't had that experience, and so it's the it's a more effective when if somebody can be empathic with them, can join them in that emotion. They feel less mm-hmm. alone, and they feel more supported because they are less yeah. alone. So, so that's why it's so important to uh, be that listener and um, validate what that person's going through and actually really kind of just sit with them and, and be with them. That makes sense. So now that we've kind of covered how, um, what you're, what you should be doing or what you can do when you know someone who's grieving, but um, how do you what do you think the best way to deal with grief is like, obviously, like we said, there's not really one way to deal with it. Everyone d- goes through a different, um, losses are going to stir up different emotions and feelings, but do you think there's like right. the best way to go about it? How to grieve? Like how, what would be like the best way to yes. do that? Yeah. So I think, first of all, I think we, in order to go through the grieving process, you know, a lot of, again, it's, it's a feelings that we don't want to feel. And a lot of times people try to distract themselves. Um, so they'll, you know, keep themselves busy. They'll, you know, um, you know, maybe some people right. drink, Ignore um, it. you know, they'll do all kinds of, or try to avoid exactly. The they'll try to mm-hmm. avoid it. Right. And that really just ba- basically that halts the grieving right. process. And sometimes that might not be a bad thing, at least initially, because it's too much for that person to handle. So they kind of have to be, uh, they have to prep themselves to get ready to be able to grieve. So there might be a time initially that maybe they're, you know, they're just working a lot, you know, to, to hold it off. But eventually it's important to actually feel the feelings. And so, um, whatever that is, um, being able to feel the feelings just means you acknowledge that they're there. You don't judge them in any way and you just allow them to come and go. So you don't necessarily have to do anything, um, other than witnessing Mm -hmm. them. Um, but what can also be helpful is, 
you know, a lot of times what's helpful is some like a grief group, right? you know, so if you lost a spouse, um, you know, being with others who have had a similar experience, that can be healing because you're, you know, they've, they have similar emotions and you can relate to each other and you don't feel as much alone. And it's not as um, hard to feel those emotions when it's complete, it's not as isolating. Right. Well, that makes you know, sense. To feel- that, and most likely you're probably going to um, find someone in that group that feels kind of the same way as you. And even if you don't, like, I think, right. Um, obviously everyone's going to be in different stages, probably in those types of groups. Like not everyone's going to be like, Oh, it all happened at the same time, whatever that loss was, but it's right. even, probably even more encouraging to see people further down the process as well. And kind of absolutely help see that and there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. And absolutely. That's, um, very much what, what can happen. You know, people see that, Oh, they're further down the line. And that means that, you know, there is hope for me. I won't always feel to this level that I do, you know, so so that can be very healing. Obviously, uh, if you could, if you have a supportive friend, family member, um, and if not, definitely a therapist Mm -hmm. that can help you go through the grief process, um, because that's a good place you can, um, feel validated about what you're going through and not, uh, and not feel judged and like you're doing something wrong or, or something like yeah. that. So, uh, and also for many people, if they can't express it in words, sometimes more uh, an expressive art form can help them um, express what they're going through, you know? So that's why, you know, they have uh, like art therapy, mm-hmm. music therapy, dance therapy. So those types of things that are expressive um, can be helpful in getting out feelings of emotion, being able to express them. And helps you um, not hold that all but, in. Yeah. Right, right. Because the, the holding in is what really prevents you getting from over and moving past, um, past it. Over it and potentially leading to depression. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess it just seems like yeah. the more people talk about it and understand it too is really probably very mm-hmm. helpful because like you said, it's really all about like the people around you helping you. It's not just about like you dealing it with on your own. So you really have to like, the, the more that people around you know about how to deal with it and how to handle it and just like what's normal, what's not about it, that's probably very helpful as well. Mm-hmm. So like just like normalizing it and making people not afraid to talk right. about it and not afraid to like um, be around people who are going through a period of grief or loss. Because I think a lot of people tend to right. even try to avoid people in their lives that are going through something really hard just because they don't know how to deal with it. And that's obviously... It, and that's right. making the person, it doesn't help that process at all for that person who's grieving. It's right. making them feel right. more alone. So I think educating people and, and just learning more about it. Right. What they actually do that helps. And I think, yeah, people think they're worried that they're, they're going to hurt the person more. So they don't even, so then they totally right. avoid them. Well, and then of the, you know, the person is feeling more isolated. So in knowing what it is that does mostly help most Mm -hmm. people, uh, that listening, that validation, you can feel more confident that you're actually helping that person instead of worried that you're making things worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else yeah. you'd like to add? Um, well, I think that that's okay. pretty much it. Um, cool. yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. bye guys. Okay. Thanks so much for listening guys. Um, if you could please subscribe to the podcast, that would be great. So you can hear all of our new episodes coming out. Also, if you could rate and review the podcast, that would be awesome. Uh, you can also reach us on Instagram at we are at psyched convos and we're also on Facebook at psyched convos. And if you would like to email us with any questions you have around the topics that we've covered or any topics related to psychology, relationships, or personal growth, you can email us at psychedcombos at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any questions, any feedback that you guys have for us. Um, Otherwise, we'll see you next week.